that's the difference of managing a season and managing a tournament. There's no tomorrow, right? If you lose, potentially now you you know you're counting on other people to lose and head to head and stuff like that. So I can't let a guy go out there and struggle, right? I can't let a pitcher, you know, you know, get beat up and 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 see what he's coming back with. Like I need to make a you know a quick trigger and a quick pull to get a guy out of the game or like you said, if somebody's struggling offensively, we got to figure out right now in the middle of this, I can't wait for a hitting coach to work with them for two or three weeks, right? We're, we're, we're basically in and out in a week or we're done. So yeah, that's a great point. And it's everything, Rick. It's, it's, am I physically prepared? Am I mentally prepared? Am I emotionally prepared? As a coach, I need to know, do you want the baseball in the ninth inning up one run with a with 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 a runner on third base, everybody doesn't want that baseball. Or do <laughs> I want to be in the batter's box, down one in the other situation, right? With a runner on third, and I got a chance to win the game. As a coach, I need to know. I need to get to know my guys so I know who I can count on again. Because you're talking about four, five, six games. You're not talking about a 162 game season. So yeah, that's really. Really great point, Rick. Hello, and welcome to episode 68 of the Irish Baseball Podcast. I'm your host, Rick Becker. You just heard from Eric Holtz, who was the head coach of Team Israel from 2017 to 2021. During that time, Israel advanced from the lowest level of European competition to the World Baseball Classic qualifying round and the Olympics. He was the Team Israel head coach at the 2020 Summer Olympics in Tokyo. Holtz will be serving as a guest coach for our very own Irish Wolfhounds when they take on the FDNY Bravest at Clover Stadium in Rockland County, New York on August 26th at 1.30 p.m. Admission to the game is free, and you can also check out a live stream of the game at watchirish.com. Get all of your Irish Wolfhounds gear at irishbaseball.org and make sure to wear that gear whenever you go to a baseball game. Share it on the Irish American Baseball Society's social media pages. It would really help us. Let's welcome Eric Holtz to the show. Thanks for being here, Eric. My pleasure. Great to be here. So before we get into the big picture stuff with the Irish Wolfhounds, I want to talk about this upcoming game on the 26th and how you come in sort of as a guest coach, what you do to try to maintain the momentum that the team has been putting together while also maybe adding something, adding your own voice and adding your own experiences to what's going to be happening on the field that day. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm I'm really looking forward to it, Rick. I mean, there, there are so many ties to Eric Holtz and Irish baseball, right? Um, Fitzy and and Sean Clancy and Vinny Malzahn. I mean, these are these are guys that I've I've come to know over the years, and you know, very friendly with. Um, I'm obviously a local uh, New York guy, and uh, you know, based on my you know five years of experience uh, through the WBSC and then the Olympics. Um, you know, it kind of just made sense to, uh, you know, get involved and, and, and when asked, you know, I didn't hesitate and, and I was really excited to do it. Um, 
you know, I, I would say probably what will end up to be a third or half of uh, the Wolfhound roster. Uh, guys I coached against, right? I, I, I got to know these guys in 2019 in Bulgaria. Great guys. Some of them I still, you know, keep in touch with fairly regularly. Uh, guys that, you know, we follow each other on uh, social media. Uh, so given the opportunity to help, you know, get involved is just something I was pretty excited for. And I'm, you know, really looking forward to the game. So, you know, more than almost anybody, what it takes to have a team achieve some of these goals, get on a path to things like the Olympics and the world baseball classic, you've seen it firsthand. And while you had a unique team with Israel, you had a very loaded stacked team. I want to know from what you know of this Irish Wolfhounds team, could they compete at that B level and make it to the A level and then have a chance to do some damage there? So uh, interesting, you know, we weren't loaded. I just wanted to tell you, we became loaded as we went on. When I took over, it, it, I mean, I played on some men's teams here in Westchester that could have competed and probably beat Israel pretty easily. Um, Ireland reminds me of kind of where we were in 2019 when we figured out what it really took to be able to compete at the next level, getting guys committed and, and you know, not just kids, not just, you know, high school kids. We needed high-level college, independent baseball players, lower-level lower um, affiliated guys to play. And why is it lower level affiliated guys? People need to understand, Rick, that when the tournaments are taking place is in the middle of the minor league and major league baseball season. So they're not allowed to leave in the middle of their season, right? There are a lot more Jewish and Irish baseball players that would be available to you if it was held in the offseason, like the World Baseball Classic, right? Those are the frustrations of finding, uncovering, um, turning rocks over to find other guys at other levels that could help Ireland compete. I believe Ireland has a tremendous core of players, um, you know, both, um, you know, like we just discussed, you know, coming out of college, some pro experience. I think the pro guys could kind of help the younger guys, um, you know, mature and, 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 and get them ready for uh, the competition, the level of competition. Uh, but I see a lot of similarities in Ireland that I did, in, you know, to Israel uh, going back about four years ago. So for anybody who doesn't know the experience that you had with Israel, why don't you sort of fill them in right now and talk about that experience? Because it definitely is when we look at the Irish Wolfhounds here and you want to take a program to the next level. That's what you did with Israel. So, yeah, I mean, it was really kind of an interesting journey, Rick. Um, I was I was coaching uh, Team USA in the Maccabi games in Israel, and I had played baseball in Israel in 2007, uh, met some great people. And uh, Peter Kurz uh, asked for a meeting with me. Peter's the GM of Israel baseball. Um, very long story short, I don't want to bore anybody. I took over the, the, the reins uh, in 2017, uh, took a team from Israel to Serbia. Uh, we ended up coming in second in, in Serbia. But what was great about Serbia 
was I really got to understand the level of play of the B pool and what we needed to fortify our roster, both positionally, you know, pitchers, how many games, you know, what it would take to really compete. And for me, the, the really lucky thing was after coming in second in 2017, between 2017 and the next go round in 2019 in Bulgaria was Israel did very well in the world baseball classic. So that light, uh, it lit a tremendous spark in a bunch of um, these young men to want to go over and uh, pursue getting citizenship for, you know, for, for, for the country of Israel. Once that happened and, and, and the world baseball classic, team came in sixth, I believe, in 2017, it just added a different dimension of players like you spoke about. This is where we really started making the additions of uh, uh, the Blake Galens and, 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 and the Rob Pallers, uh, the Ty Kellys. Um, it was really important at that point um, you know, to secure these guys and lock them in because we had a, a real good idea. And when we went to Bulgaria, uh, in 2019, everything looks good on paper, but until you get there and see what you got, man, yeah, we knew we could compete at that point if everybody just kind of did their job. Um, you know, we went through undefeated in Bulgaria. You know, we beat uh, Russia twice and everybody else wants to get through there. We then go to Lithuania a couple weeks later, beat them two in a row. And then it got real, right? It was the first time in the history of Israel they went to the April. We got to the April. That was even more exciting because at that point, we added guys like Ryan LaVarnway, Danny Valencia, um, uh, Zach Weiss, guys that now had big league experience, uh, but were either at the end of their careers or done playing. You know, a guy like Danny had been done for a year or two, but still wanted to be involved. And that really was the game changer for us because um, – you know, nobody took us seriously in 2019 because we were a B-pool team. And right out of the gate, we go 4-0 and in the A-pool. And we knew we were guaranteed at least the fifth spot for the Olympic qualifiers in Italy. And, and you know, at that point, momentum and, and believing in yourself, you know, that's probably the most of, you know, what I've done. These guys know how to play baseball. Managers get too much credit and they get too much blame. My job was to prepare them to execute a game plan, uh, keep them motivated to do their job. And, and, and you know, the rest is history. We, we were able to get that done. And I would imagine it takes a special type of player to succeed in those environments. You know, we're so used to players having full seasons to show what they can do, you know, large sample sizes. And somebody has to have a real short memory to play on a team like this, to play in these shorter tournaments, because an 0 for 3 is a lot bigger in a short tournament than it is in a 162-game season. That's such a great point, Rick. I, I, I can't even tell you. So that's the difference of managing a season and managing a tournament. There's no tomorrow, right? If you lose, potentially now you, you know, you're counting on other people to lose and head-to-head -head and stuff like that. So... I can't let a guy go out there and struggle, right? I can't let a pitcher, you know, you know, get beat up and 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 see what he's coming back with. Like I need to make a 
you know, a quick trigger and a quick pull to get a guy out of the game. Or like you said, if somebody's struggling offensively, we got to figure out right now in the middle of this, I can't wait for a hitting coach to work with them for two or three weeks, right? We're, we're, we're basically in and out in a week or we're done. So yeah, that's a great point. And it's everything, Rick. It's, it's, am I physically prepared? Am I mentally prepared? Am I emotionally prepared? As a coach, I need to know, do you want the baseball in the ninth inning up one run with, a, with, 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 with a runner on third base? Everybody doesn't want that baseball. Or do I want to be in the batter's box down one in the other situation, right? With a runner on third and I got a chance to win the game. As a coach, I need to know, I need to get to know my guys so I know who I can count on again because you're talking about four, five, six games. You're not talking about a 162-game season. So, yeah, that's really, really a great point, Rick. And I think getting back to things like the Olympics and like the World Baseball Classic, I think a lot of fans maybe have a twisted view of what that means, what that talent looks like, because we're used to seeing – You know, everybody watched that last game between Japan and the United States and Shohei coming in relief and striking out Mike Trout at the very end of the game. And they're thinking that's what it looks like to make it to the World Baseball Classic. But there are certainly levels. So the Irish Wolfhounds, if they're trying to start this process, it would be that European B-pool that you discussed earlier. So... When we're talking about the World Baseball Classic as maybe an end game, that doesn't have to be how the team looks right now. What is that competition level like in the B pool in Europe? And is there a different style of play, sort of like European basketball has a different style of play than the NBA? Or are we looking at something that's very similar? Like what would the B pool look like? No, it is baseball. It is it, it is baseball. There's only one way for baseball to be played. Um, it is no uh, there's no Savannah Bananas like 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 right. We're <laughs> we're playing we're playing real baseball here again. I'm going to tell you there are high level Division One guys. There are indie ball guys. There are ex minor leaguers. Um, this is not a men's team. This is not a local men's team that's put together and we're going on vacation, have fun for a week. These are athletes that are training to play this game all year round. The B pool, like I said, there's some teams that are not so good. Understand that. But there are teams that are really good, right? Ireland being one of them. Ireland, I really feel, was on the cusp of a guy here or a guy there to be a game changer for that whole, for that whole program. This was such a great conversation. Thank you so much for being on the show. And we're excited for August 26th. Rick, I can't wait to wear a uniform. It's going to be something different for me. But, man, I'm looking forward to it. And uh, I'm sure I'm going to cherish the experience. And if there's anything I can do to help Irish baseball, man, I'm, I'm here, here to help. I'm Rick Becker, and that was Eric Holtz, guest coach for the Irish Wolfhounds for their game against the FDNY Bravest at Clover Stadium in Rockland County, New York, on August 26th at 1.30 p.m. Admission to the game is free, and you can also check out a live stream at watchirish.com. Be sure to join us in two weeks 
when I'll be joined by Scott Crawford of the Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame. We'll talk about the Montreal Expos, Jackie Robinson, LeGrand Orange, and so much more. That episode will premiere on August 28th. Here's a little of Scott talking about Jackie Robinson playing minor league baseball in the Brooklyn Dodgers farm system in Montreal. Yeah, I mean, we, we're still a relatively small museum, but we're about 3,500 square feet. And, you know, you can walk in the first room, you know, has sort of a display on Larry Walker and Joey Votto because they're arguably the two greatest hitters uh, to ever play. And, and uh, then we have a current, you know, a current display on, you know, on either our new collections or on uh, Canadians who are playing in the major leagues right now. So that sort of grabs the kids or the people who are really only liking today's game as opposed to the game 50 years ago. And But you walk back in the old museum, you know, we sort of divide the other part of the museum into five sections. One is sort of a, a history cultural room uh, where we talk about baseball going, it goes back to 1793 in New Brunswick, up here in Canada. We talk about Jackie Robinson, of course, with, you know, the, J, or the Major League Baseball does a Jackie Robinson day every year. And just different aspects of the game. I mean, the, we talk about the coaches and the umpires and the scouts and the scorekeepers and the trainers and, you know, because as you know, we all love seeing the players play, but without scorekeepers and announcers and trainers and coaches, the game doesn't happen. Hear the entire conversation with Scott Crawford of the Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame on August 28th. Until then, I'm your host, Rick Becker, and this has been episode 68 of the Irish Baseball Podcast. <laughs>